I'm Danita, and I'm here to question the other side of life with you, to show how exploring the shadow can be painful, but also sexy. We ask our listeners to unravel parts of themselves they try to hide, and this can be scary, and also bring moments of revelation and elation. In the next 15 to 20 minutes, we are going to question and move through fear and some avant-garde ideas that might make you feel rage, grief, sadness, and also joy. I'm going to share insights and personal experiences about how I've been embracing the dark so I can live in my light. Welcome to the other side. We are back at it, talking about our favorite thing at the moment, relationships. Hey, Jen. Hi, Danita. Who doesn't love talking about relationships? (laughs) I know. I went out surfing yesterday, and we actually ended up sitting on the boards for probably half an hour and just talking about relationships and where we're at and what we're thinking about them and anything that kind of comes up about our partner and how we're feeling and the struggles that we have and the challenges. And then, you know, you grab a wave, you see one, you grab a wave mid conversation, and then you come back and paddle back out and just pick it back up. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best space to have those conversations in. This is getting heavy. I'm catching a wave. I'll be back. (laughs) What were some of the main things that you guys were bringing up? Uh, The biggest things was actually how we're connecting financially, like who handles everything financially. And that what I had been letting, I have let go recently was my need for control over like the finances and to trust that my partner also is able to handle it. (laughs) Here's hoping. (laughs) Here's to hope. I mean, you don't give it up completely, but, or I haven't, but it's just that idea of control of that. I need to be in control of it all. Where does that come from? Uh, Well, that definitely comes from one of my core wounds of uh, like a need to control, a fear of money, a fear of failure, how that all ties together, and then the need to feel safe and secure and to have that financial stability. And so then it goes to, okay, I need to control this so that I can feel safe and I can feel secure and I can feel stable. When I don't feel that way, then I feel like frantic, a little chaotic, and that I'm in survival mode. Wow. It's not a good feeling. No. But at least you could recognize all of the above. Recognize it, see it in myself, and then actually work on it and say, okay, like, how can I like release this need for control? And that doesn't mean that I give up all power over it or I'm helpless with finances. It means that I don't need it. I don't need to do this to feel safe in regards to making sure that he can pay a bill. Like he's an adult, he can do it. When we move into this, idea of being a yes person that also usually falls under the category of us wanting to be in any type of relationship because it's better than not having a relationship. So you feel safe and secure when you're in a relationship. It can be a bad relationship. It can be a good relationship. It can be a mediocre relationship. It can be like this stale and stagnant relationship. It just feels better than being independent or being on your own solo outside of a relationship because you lose that sense of security. That's all related to actually abandonment. 
when we were little that usually is connected to us feeling lost and abandoned at some point in our life. And then we start this idea, I need to find love, be accepted, be approved, and I'm going to do basically anything, say yes a lot, so that I never have to feel alone. Oh, that makes me feel so sad for anyone going through that based on abandonment that they felt when they were young, because how are you going to find happiness in relationships unless you heal that, I suppose? It's a tough one, Jen, because you can be happy. This is the thing about this type of work and these types of conversations that we're having. There's so many moments in our lives that we can go through periods of like happiness and joy and contentment. You just feel like, Yes, I have this part of me that wants to be loved and accepted and doesn't want to be alone, but my relationship seems pretty good. The majority of the time, I'm okay. And I'm pretty happy with where it's at. It's just the idea that there might be this, you know, you're living with this 30% of you that (laughs) isn't content or feels like something's missing. You're like, well, my relationship's not great. That happens, right? That happens in life. Our relationships go through these ebbs and flows and shifts and changes. And I just have to suck it up and deal with it and manage it. And I kind of say that's the time when you say, okay, well, what is that 30% of me actually saying? Like that part that's not content. What's it saying to me? Am I meant to be in this relationship or am I in it because I don't want to be alone? That's a very difficult question for people to ask themselves. Well, it's very difficult. Many people answer this question daily. They're like, I'm getting out of this relationship. I can't handle it. I don't want to. I don't want to be in this relationship. This relationship sucks. We don't even sleep in the same room. We don't even have conjugal visits scheduled. Because I actually don't mind the sleeping in separate room things as long as you got some conjugal time. We don't even watch TV together. We, our hobbies are completely different. Like we never see each other where you're just getting to the point where your relationship is basically one of commitment, loyalty, and convenience. Rather than one of we're connected, we're connecting, we understand where our person is at, uh, where they want to go and how we can like help support them while they understand where we are, what we want and how we can, they can help support us or me. I feel like the question that comes up from what you just said is a basic question, but how could or should one start that conversation with their partner? I think the conversation starts with yourself first. How often are you saying yes to things that you don't want to? How often are you doing something to people, please, or for your whole family, your partner, because you're too scared if you say no, that they won't approve of your no, or that you'll be not accepted, and that you'll be alone. So you'll just say yes. The yes person says yes across all life, not just romantic relationships. Like you said, family situations, work situations, friends, coworkers asks that come their way, they always say yes. I don't want to say they always say yes, because you can actually be a mixture of the yes person and the no person, because you can both have been connected to abandonment, but then the no person is also connected to 
rejection, humiliation, neglect, manipulation. And so then they're protecting themselves from that by saying no. The yes person is protecting themselves from abandonment by saying yes. And the no person protects themselves from those other things by saying no. This is all a part of us looking to avoid pain. We do not want to feel pain. So we've come up with these strategies to avoid pain. So the pain of abandonment, we say yes. The pain of rejection, humiliation, neglect, manipulation, we say no. Does this come down to simple requests? Like, because it makes sense what you're saying, but you know, for everything that you're saying yes and no to in life, does it always come down to those? No. It doesn't. It means in general, you're more of a no person or a yes person. You can say yes in life because you truly want to do something. It's more when you become a yes people pleaser or a no, I can do it on my own. That's a great question on clarification, Jen. People say yes all the time. No people say yes because they want to do something and have fun and enjoy it. Yeah. (laughs) No, but you're talking, I understand you're talking specifically, you know, when it does come to relationships or things that really matter deep down, because based on those abandonment or neglect, both yes or no situations. So that makes perfect sense. How can someone who finds themselves in the yes camp often, how can they sort of put down some boundaries or some peace of mind for themselves that they can say no and not feel that they'll be abandoned. I think the biggest thing at that point is that you start looking at where did this abandonment come from? Where does this feeling of fear of being alone come from? And then you start looking at and processing different things that have happened over your life and where this belief comes from. Once you start creating awareness around that and acknowledging that, yes, you know what? I am kind of a guest people pleaser. And it is because of this. And it comes from this. Then it starts to become easier to say, Am I saying yes because I want to? Or am I saying yes because I have a fear of being alone? That's two very different things. That's where the yes becomes significant. It actually just takes a moment for you to say to yourself, why am I saying yes? And how does that yes make me feel? And what a joy to be able to say yes to something because you actually want to do it, right? (laughs) Because you want to say yes, and it's going to be wonderful, and it's going to be joyful, and you want to be in the relationship, and you want to say yes to your partner. This is not the situation where your partner says, can you empty the dishwasher? And you say yes, because it's your turn? Or are you saying yes to people please them? Danita, have you found yourself to be a yes person? in the course of your life relationships? Yes, very often. Are you saying yes because you want to? (laughs) No, that was great. (laughs) Actually, I don't want to say yes in this moment because I don't want to admit to the fact that I have been a yes person. It's really hard to actually admit this type of stuff because it makes you feel a little bit weak. You're like, oh, I am? But yes, I have been. I've been working on that a lot. I would say in my relationships, I have been a yes person because of fear of being alone. I have been the yes person many times. I've alternated between being a yes person and a no person. And it wasn't truly until I started looking at myself, I started feeling a lot of anxiety in my relationships. 
So when I started feeling the anxiety in my relationships or a little bit of like depression in them or discontent, then I would start looking and saying, okay, I'm saying yes to things that I don't want. Why am I saying this? And that's the point that I got to where I said, okay, I need to look at myself. I need to be to know why I'm saying yes in certain situations. And that's what everyone can start doing. Why am I saying yes right now? When inside everything is saying no. Danita, we have a lot more to discuss about the no side of relationships, which we'll get into in another episode. I am so ready to talk about our idea of being ultra independent in relationships and how that can also be related to being a no person. So we're saying yes to another episode. (laughs) We sure are. Yes. Thanks, Danita. Thanks, Jen. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. It is my mission to help as many people as possible explore the other side of life, to find awareness in their truth and learn to love where they are at and discover where they can go. So if you found support and guidance in any way today, I would love to hear from you. The best way is to simply share your love by leaving me a comment on whatever platform you are tuning in from. I will be reading every single one of them. Or you can connect with me on YouTube, where I share healing sound meditations. And you can always learn more about me, my services, and what it is I do at www.gypsyheart.ca. That's www.gypsyheart.ca. I can't wait to connect again soon.